Hi, everybody, and welcome to No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it, and we're inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Brendan, and I was one of those nerds that pointed out that druids can't wild shape into an owl bear. Thank you very much. I'm Pippin. Uh, and actually, I'm just going to cast True Polymorph on the Tiefling to turn it into an owlbear, so it can happen anyway. And I'm Alex, and Counterspell. Fuck you! <laughs> listen, I still, listen, it, I, I, have an, I have a reaction. <laughs> you have a you reaction, you're gonna use it. <laughs> you just don't want me to have anything cool. Aww. <laughs> you see a monstrosity, I see Paddington with wings. <laughs> and claws. <laughs> And a beak. And a beak. <laughs> oh, oh, you want, you see, what you have is a, a bear, something extremely large that's just going to be eating, it, it's just going to be eating voles. Look at it, you gave it anxiety. Voles <laughs> <laughs> uh, covered in about? marmalade. Anyway, uh, well, today, uh, oh, and, uh, uh, Kat is, uh, not able to come in tonight, so instead of doing our original planned episode, uh, we're going to be doing, uh, yet again, our Oracle at Sci-Fi, where uh, we're going to be speculating about an upcoming movie. And in this case, uh, a trailer just dropped uh, for the Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves film. Woo! So if you want specific content warnings about things we may talk about, check out the show notes on NoStorySacred.com. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, or Hot People Being Hot, is what I got from the trailer. Yeah, yeah, that was the vibe. (laughs) Basically, if they could have cast Chris Pine in the the 90s movie, they would have. They should have. (laughs) I think you've been, like, in high school then or something, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Well, so the premise, according to Google is that we have a charming thief and a band of unlikely adventurers embarking on an epic quest to retrieve a lost relic, but things go dangerously awry when they run afoul of the wrong people. DM did not put a lot of thoughts into this campaign setting, you guys. I don't think they did, no. Um, no. Well, here here's the thing. It, it seemed like, on first pass on the trailer, that they really were just trying to embrace the silliness of it all it's like no this is D. this isn't going to be epic lord of the rings fantasy i think it's a mistake that the last D movies tried to make right uh, i haven't it, seen them but i got that from the vibe it it was more of a uh let's make this look like, hey guys please how how can we make this more pg e13 in yeah, just, again, one of the other vibes I was getting from this is like, let's make this for the fans. Yeah. <laughs> of which there are a lot nowadays. Weird yeah, how almost, that happens. It's almost what? as if D&D has been in resurgence and, and, and studio, movie studios want, want to capitalize on that. Sounds fake. I Super know. Does. So, uh, I, I guess before we kind of go into our delving here, I guess we can kind of go and 
observe the like what we saw in the trailer and all that and then maybe comment on stuff that we saw there and then maybe speculate on what the greater story might be because the trailer itself doesn't actually cover a lot of what might be like story beats that might be covered in the movie weirdly yeah and and to be clear there might be like interviews or stuff where people talk about like what's going to happen in the movie we didn't read those nope not a damn thing <laughs> we just watched the one we just watched the one comic con trailer yep well, well i have to be clear uh i did like last week after the trailer wa- came out watch a quick breakdown and i watched an interview with chris perkins but that was just talking about the monsters that show up in the trailer yeah. just to say hey those exist and um, it's Chris Perkins. He's been involved with like the campaign settings and all that for years now. So it's fun to hear him talk. Yeah. But that was a video of him going like, yes. Uh, he was like, that's a mimic. They've been around forever. Uh, that's an owl bear. They've also been around forever. And weirdly, people think they're cuter than they actually are. And I'm over here going like, stop designing them to be cute. And maybe we'll stop making plushies of them. That's not true. We will. People make plushies of beholders. They're so cute. But yeah, so because I watched the trailer breakdown, that's how I know that it's you know, that it does seem like they go to Waterdeep. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so can we just make an assumption that this is probably part of uh that that they're they're probably using uh Heist of Dragons and uh You mean and, Dragon Heist? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He literally just played it. Uh, Yes, I know. Uh, module. Uh, well, well, as no. a ba- not 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 one to one, but as, as you know, a, a star, a jumping off point. Maybe. Uh, so the trailer starts with establishing that we had a party already that went and stole something because you know adventurers for hire. It's what they do, especially yeah. when everybody starts off as like being you know. Neutral alignment, <laughs> or just needing money and food costs money. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, that's a that's an alignment. Alignment. Chaotic broke. <laughs> yeah. <I'll, laughs> put it in the record. Um, Wait, so, so are you saying that it starts off with them have al- having already stolen the thing that they shouldn't have stolen? I'm, I'm thinking the stealing thing is like. Almost like a cold open, like it's it's the opener act, you know. Oh, I was thinking different than you. <laughs> no, no I, I'm thinking I'm thinking it could be like the intro to the world and action adventure of this, you know, light fantasy setting is them like in a dungeon doing the light heroics, saying their quips. They they steal the thing and then they find out, oh crap, uh, our boss happens to be evil and then the adventure proper kicks off from there and mm. i don't think the tiefling druid is part of the team at that point i think they it's do really- a recruiting thing like maybe they get betrayed by one of the other team members i mean yeah the druid totally d- joins later yeah because she's um, i think she's gonna be our new to the world character and thus has things explained mm. the audience surrogate <laughs> if if she's transforming into an owlbear, that means she is, like, pretty high level. Yeah, but she could have been growing up in the woods. That's fine. Fair enough. And also, don't you want, to, as the audience, to be able to turn into an owlbear? Come on. Yeah. True, true, true. 
See, I was thinking they have adventures, they get hired by someone they think is good, mm-hmm. uh, who I assume is Hugh, Hugh Grant. The rogue, if you're curious. <laughs> the actual rogue. I think that's probably part of the joke, huh? <laughs> <laughs> probably. If you're curious, I, I went to IMDb, and I am unsure if they're going to have names by the time the movie actually comes out. Because mm-hmm. at the moment, they're credited. As their classes? Yeah. So I'm guessing that Chris Pine's a bard. Yep. Yeah. Obviously. Yep. Uh, I think we have, you know, the druid, obviously, because uh, we mm-hmm. just mentioned that. Barbarian? Because Axe. There is a barbarian, yeah. And is the last guy a sorcerer? There is a sorcerer and there is a paladin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the paladin. Yeah. yeah. He comes up partway through the trailer with the glowing sword equals paladin people for anybody in the audience glowing sword is a paladin uh like and that weird determined face that very specific determined face that only paladins can get also (laughs) also jump slashing a uh, jump jump attacking a demon uh uh, important context for you two i think uh-huh. Is the paladins being played by Reggae uh, Jean Paul? No, Reggae Reggae Jean Page. Ha. Hmm. There's an accent mark in the middle of there. I'm like, oh, and a hyphen. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> uh, who was uh, the Duke in the first season of Bridgerton? Ha. <laughs> so he's a hot bait. <laughs> he's super hot, you guys. I mean, that's a case for a lot of paladins. I mean, that high charisma score can translate in a lot of ways. Oh, jeez. Uh, well, <laughs> well, they are blessed. Hashtag. Oh. <laughs> I, I think it was Brennan Lee Mulligan in a thing somewhere pointed out that one of the smartest things that 5e did when it became 5e was moved uh, uh, Paladin's casting uh, ability from wisdom into charisma. Oh, yeah. that's what they're doing. Uh, <laughs> and how, really, that can be bad in religious people. Um, Wait, like, charismatic zealotry? What? 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 Uh, so, casting the hot one. Uh, huh. Not that the others aren't hot, because, again, so Movie. many hot people. <laughs> but casting the the hot one in, like, the cultural whatever. Hmm. As the paladin. I'm like, oh, shit, y'all. That's a paladin. <laughs> are you guys, uh, Are you able to make any guesses to his domain? Booty. <laughs> <laughs> Rocking it. I'm going to guess uh, light, maybe. Or no, dude. I meant to grab my player's handbook before we sat <laughs> down. And I didn't. Oh, well, you're just going to have to live with that, Pepin. I think I can look it up on my iPad without making noise. Because hmm. I know light domain is a cleric thing. Yeah. I uh, mean, yeah. it'll become apparent as as we watch it, right? Oh, yeah. I do think um, it's nice. Over the course of the trailer, you do see, like, all these, like, signature spells and abilities and all that on display. Oh, yeah. And again, it's for the audience. It's for the fans. Like, yeah. they don't have to explain every single thing aside from, hey, magic exists here. I guess, I guess the one thing I'll worry about with this movie, I don't want them to be doing, like, verbal call-outs to all this stuff. Like, the as-you-know-bob of magic casting. Mm. 
it's just they just do their things and trust us to either follow along visually with what they're doing if we don't know the spell or ability off the top of our heads and then just be like oh that was rad cool moving on <laughs> unless it's making fun of the bard unless it's making fun of, you always make fun of the bard that is Come on. i think that is in the player's handbook oh yeah again i would check if i had my handbook on me but i think it's in there i think making it's on fun like the bard page. is a free action yeah yeah i think it's on page like 57 <laughs> um also i i looked up the the paladin oaths is what their sub things are yeah um like oath of protection oath of vengeance vengeance is a good one devotion sounds like it could be trouble whoop whoop uh conquest oh shit oh yeah i could it could be one of those things where like we go into the movie assuming like the paladin's gonna be a team good guy but then actually is working for the bad guys all along ha 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 oh i would love that i was out no i would really love that yeah <laughs> like i'm now gonna be mad if that doesn't happen because <laughs> <laughs> you never as the as the, the party like he's the guy wearing armor traditional like heroic uh archetype there I mean, you could probably, like, almost make the assumption, like, oh, this is going to be the guy that, you know, saves the day and makes up for, you know, the bard's failings. And then it's going to be, like, a hero's journey for the bard to, you know, go and do the heroics instead now. Well, also, uh, if the barbarian's taken out of the question, mm-hmm. uh, the others – and again, I'm counting Hugh Grant out because I don't actually think he's a member of the party. No, no, he's not. He can't be. Yeah. And then the other three are magic users. But the paladin has magic, but can still do physical damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if something happens to the barbarian, it's still not impossible for him to take out everybody else. Hmm. Oh, yeah, this is going to be a rather squishy party, isn't it? Well, yeah, they've got the barbarian. And the paladin uh, and druids have uh, healing spells. <laughs> as does do bards, uh, if they take them. <laughs> it's not a bad party, actually. Yeah, it, oh, no, it's no. a it's a pretty pretty even party, I think. I think they do pretty well. It really depends on how mean the dungeon master of the movie is. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris Perkins was involved. Oof. Well, good luck. <laughs> Although he's very- not, mm. he's not as hardcore as, as some might say. I, he- I get the feeling that he can be very, very mean, but also if something's funny. Oh yeah. Uh, he'll do it. <laughs> like, when he ran, like, a Curse of Strahd campaign, he kind of completely changed the ending just based on choices that were made. It's like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Whatever. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> well, and I, I also think of him DMing um, Acquisitions Incorporated games back in the day. Yep. Uh, yep. Especially when Pat Rothfuss would be at the table. And, <laughs> you know, everybody else is like, nope, you can't really do that. And then Pat would be all like, can I do this outrageous thing and swing on the chandelier? It's like... For you, Pat? Yeah. <laughs> partly because what was being suggested was cool. Partly because it annoyed the other players so much. <laughs> At the end of the day, that is the most important choice. Annoy the other players. Get yourself a DM who can do both. Is there uh, any way hey, I don't fall into the acid? Good game, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I should. I should see if those podcasts are still available somewhere. And make sure to those. download them for posterity's sake. Yeah. 
Yeah. Good game, was, AFL. <laughs> weren't those like 3.5 or something? No, 4. 4th edition. Like 4th yeah. edition, which yeah. no one talks about. <laughs> That's we don't talk cards, about 4th. Right? What? That's one hmm? with cards, right? Uh, yeah, the once-a-day spells. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the uh, stepping stone between 3.5 and 5. Uh, I mean, cause some of the design choices they made for 4th edition did influence 5th. This is yeah. my Brendan lightly defends 4th edition because I had an easier time running 4th edition than I did, you know, any of the other editions. <laughs> <laughs> well, cats. Not here, but somehow it's still going to influence this. Uh, cause I was texting with her earlier. Uh, and we were texting back and forth about, uh, art. Uh-huh. Uh, and how even bad art is good art. Uh, because it's art. And it's all subjective and stuff like that. And I mentioned that art is also a conversation and builds on old art. Mm-hmm. So fifth edition could not happen without fourth. That's true. Yeah. Uh, even if they threw everything from fourth out and used none of it. The fact that 4th edition happened is important. The fact that 5th edition was a response to 4th edition is, in and of itself, part of the conversation. Yes. Uh, But none of this is the movie. (laughs) No. Folk process. Ooh. Sometimes I can still hear Cat's voice in the wind. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, uh... Yeah. Here's the thing. I am not expecting this movie to be high art. I'm just expecting to see explosions and teleportation and references that only a handful of my friends will get, but I'm okay with that. I think it's going to be fun, uh, and it's going to talk about uh, the nature of good and evil. Mm. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where the paladin betrayal can come in handy. Maybe he's Oath of, uh, he's Oathbreaker Paladin. Oh, I'm calling it now, he's Oathbreaker. Oh, that'd be Ooh. fun. And the thing is, he's steering the mission towards, like, making sure that, I guess, was it the necromancers or liches or whatever get that artifact? Like, yeah. like I, I almost see Hugh Grant being the, like, mid-boss of the, of the movie, you know, like, ah, uh, he, he's, he's the, uh, the, in league with the evil people, haha, he's, He's gonna Kong screw everybody over. Wait, that- Kong it double agent. As Actually, a- good all along. Yeah, he he's like, in order to trick them, I had to trick like you. Or you could have just told us, and we could, and we both could have tricked them. What's your tell me? What's your or her, what's your deception? Some <laughs> <laughs> <And> score. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> well, insight versus deception. Um, five. <laughs> he wrote parole deception or persuasion don't tell us which one it is uh, <laughs> um i also know that they're going to end up at a ice prison place thing fancy yeah well be and again i'm sorry for that i did a tiny bit more research than i intended uh, you jerk i did two minutes and 15 seconds of research i'm sorry it was last week youtube went do you want to watch this too and I was tired enough to go, sure. Hmm. But uh I guess the writers of the movie you know, were working with Wizards of the Coast and all that to make sure if stuff was compliant. And they went, is it possible to have, like, an ice prison thing and, you know, you won't get mad at us? Uh And Chris Persons was all like, 
you know what, there's enough time. Uh, and made it, and it's actually now an actual uh, <laughs> module. Oh, nice. Yeah, it, I, it's Strixhaven, maybe? Don't quote me on that one. Hold on, I have Strixhaven. Like, is there a nice? Like, I'm so, amu- like, actually, it's kind of amusing how, oh, how, uh, D&D, how, uh, Wizard is just like, oh no, don't go making more canon for us. We won't, won't know what to do with it. You know? Mm. Like, how many, uh, critical role whole modules are there now? A couple? <laughs> Enough. <laughs> and how long, and how long do you, until you think they start making, uh, making, uh, modules out of Dimension 20 stuff? I'm honestly surprised they hadn't yet. I mean, with that, because he doesn't set it in, you know, the world of Dungeons and Dragons, but that there is, no, never mind, take it back. Like, I mean, I, know why Adventure he has High, I think Adventure High technically exists in the Forgotten and, uh, in the Forgotten Realms. Just, you know. They forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sure if we looked it up, Brennan explained somewhere why those don't exist. Uh, possibly having to do with time. Time. Okay. He, what? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say he has fun playing in Matt's world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, calamity. <laughs> mm. Uh, so, who are the necromancers trying to bring about? It was actually said in the trailer, and I forgot. Or, 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 or is it I, something we can and uh, guess guess about? I don't think they formally said anything in the trailer. They are just doing weird magic shit. Right? Yeah i I don't think Vecna's going to be involved. No, because Vecna is doing Stranger Things stuff, and it'd be weird. Uh, Vecna can do more than one thing. He's Vecna. Come on. But from a marketing thing, if Wizards of the Coast is going to license Vecna to things, mm-hmm. would they do Vecna in two places or do Vecna one place and another villain somewhere else? Well, I'm just not familiar with big undead things or things that a lich would try to do. Like, well, actually, there are dragons involved. This could be a Tiamat plot. That's what Ooh. I was wondering. Because Tiamat's in hell, the nine hells. That could be funny. <laughs> Wait, could you bring back Tiamat as a dragon zombie? Would that be errat as hell? I mean, there are zombie dragons. That yep. is a monster you can fight. Yep, it is. I mean, it would be a bold move to be like, party of adventures go from being screwed over by Hugh Grant's rogue to... Okay, gang, we have to go kill God. Um, <laughs> a God. Um, but still, it would be very JRPG, uh, uh, of it, <laughs> which I would be on board for. If they, if they did that as a move, that would be like, okay, bravo for this level 10 party. <laughs> what if the paladin's God that he worships is Tiamat? What if it turns out it's Joe Manganiello all this time? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I wasn't gearing up to a Joe Manganiello joke, yeah. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Uh, because his character, Arkan? Arkan? Arkan the Cruel. Yep, yep, Arkan, yep. Uh, is a worshiper of Tiamat, he's an Oathbreaker Paladin, and he did steal the Hound of Vecna that one time. 
<laughs> one time. <laughs> one time, and they never let you forget it. And that's canon in D&D now, too. He's, like, traversing multiverses. Wait. I, I'm we, so proud of him. Didn't, didn't we steal well, a bunch of his gold at one point in one of our campaigns? Or is you that- did. You did. <laughs> did I do that? Uh, I think it was a team effort. Um, but, but, oh, but, but, like, but it's, but I told you who, who, it's not, it's not in TMS Vault. It's it in it's it Baldur's Gate. It's, it's in Baldur's. No, it's not in TMS Horde. It's in, in the vaults of Waterdeep. What's it what's doing? It, <laughs> what's it doing in Baldur's Gate? Recirculating. Recirculating. Oh gosh. Oh man. We get um, to talk about D and D. We make an Empire Records reference. Cat's gonna be so mad at us. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, since Cat's not here, in their honor, I'm going to ask if they can play an angry camel. No. Fair enough. And because they're not here, I'm not going to fight for it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. It can would just they, make the party they, dynamic really awkward. Can they play a, a someone that's been polymorphed? In? True polymorphed into a camel and forgot how to un, uh, and forgot how to undo it. <laughs> no, unless it's a one shot. <laughs> I'm not basing a campaign off a camel, people. I'm sorry. This is what session zero is for. Coward. Um, one thing I do like with this honor among thieves thing is like, I guess we're establishing that there are a bunch of thieves and yet None of our main cast here, aside from Hugh Grant, who is, is going to be the antagonist, at least for the first half of the film or first third, uh, hmm. none of them are rogues. Because, <laughs> you know, anyone can be a thief in d and I mean, I guess well, in the real world, too. Huh. Well, Bards can do – are there weird sort of uh, uh, multi-tool of classes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're uh, a party of thieves, Pippin. Oh. Um, so why is the paladin hanging out with them? Exactly. Um, man, this paladin. <laughs> um, is he going to do, uh, like, the betrayal thing and then maybe right at the very end, through the power of friendship, go, like, wait a minute. Screw these necromancers. I'm on Team Good Guy again. <laughs> uh, you, well, can, you can just do that? I just did. <laughs> <laughs> DM, can I do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Go for it. <laughs> I will say, once again, uh, I foolishly looked at something else. Oh? Uh, to add more context. Whoops. Pippin in your context. Well, because I also had the Wikipedia page open. <laughs> uh, because uh, to pull the curtain back a little bit, every time we do these things, I open the IMDb and the Wikipedia page. To remind me of character names and basic plot points. And even though we don't have character names or basic plot points, I still did it here out of force of habit. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the little subsections on the Woody, on the maybe, maybe, uh, on the Wikipedia page, uh, is future. Uh-huh. And apparently it's going to be a spinoff television series. Oh, fun. Uh, so also what this movie is doing is, um, sort of setting up a larger, Live action world. Well, that's yeah. gonna be fun. Yeah. Uh, 
like I'm guessing it's gonna be different actors. I assume so. It doesn't mention anything, really. Because I can't uh, imagine they'd have Chris Pine full seasons money. No. Like, what if they're if they're going to do a limited run series? Maybe. Well, that's true. Well, if they do a TV series, now we're going completely off the rails here. I kind of hope that they do more of a like Xena warrior princess kind of setup rather than trying to do like any grand plotting or anything like that. Just like mm. adventure of the week or maybe mini arcs, but that's about it. Cause I find those to be a lot more fun personally with this, fa- with the fantasy setting. Oh yeah. Like, like a take Witcher season one, for instance, mm. on Netflix. I had more fun when it was just Geralt and Yaskier. On adventures together, hating each other's guts, yet also being friends. Excuse you, uh, Jaskier is in love, and I will not hear otherwise. But, like, <gasps> I didn't quite care as much. I, I, I know maybe this blasphemy for the game fans or whatever, but whatever. I just had more fun when he's just like, we're doing a hunt this week, and... Toss a coin to your witcher! Oh, like, like, it's like... like- here is a big overarching plot. And over there, there's Geralt. He's covered in muck and he, he hates everything about this. Hey. <clears throat> I mean, listen, I don't know what you guys were watching for. <laughs> but you know what? That was a good time. I really need to watch season two. Like, like, I am a, uh, I am a woman who has been uh, betrayed by Constantly and by and mostly by magic people, and like, I understand, but you're literally killing other people. I'm gonna have to ask you to stop. Hmm. Oh. But what about now? Like, like, are you just are you are you just suiciding by up with me here? Is this what our dynamic is? Mm-hmm. Me. No, you got you got to do the the Geralt grunt like. Hmm. 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 <laughs> Mm. Fuck. <laughs> but yeah. So, I also, going back to what we know about the movie, which is, again, not much. Uh, so I know, part of me is kind of hoping we never get their names and they're just Bard, Sorcerer, Paladin. Um, because none of them got their character backstories to the DM in time. Uh, oh. <laughs> but going back to what's actually in the trailer, I want to know what happens to cause them to jump into a gelatinous cube while running away from a displacer beast. See, I I think that is part of whatever um Grand Switcheroo happens when they confront uh Hugh Grant. I think that's when the necromancers attack and we get the villain switch. Ooh. It's like it becomes this big grand arena thing. Mm. Also Oh, uh, Chris Perkins going, I kind of want you guys to make a, a perception check. <laughs> uh, like, what do you all roll? Five. Okay, then. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that alley looks clear. <laughs> but yeah, and also they run into a mimic. Yep. So yeah, I was, I was thinking, is it a weird tournament, uh, oh. maze sort of thing? Ooh. It's a very get, lethal maze. I mean, it's Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, it's maybe true. it's an audition. Oh yeah, 
but then surprise Necromancer. Because I think some Necromancers attack during the course of that maze thing. Like, I think, I think, I, I don't know. I, I'm thinking that Hugh Grant is the fake out boss. And halfway through, we have that big arena fight scene with the Displacer Beast and the gelatinous cube and all that. And then at the end, the Necromancer's attack steal the artifact from Hugh Grant. And things go downhill for our characters for a little while until they rally and go attack the Necromancers and save the world. Mm. Hmm. I'm wondering if Hugh Grant's going to pretend to be something else and then it's revealed that he's was a rogue all along. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could definitely see that happening, like Lord Haberdasher the Fifth, and turns out he's just been, you know, bullshitting for years <laughs> as a lord. He got a fake Lord of Waterdeep mask, and people have been buying it ever since. <laughs> That's the thing about masked Lords of Waterdeep. Uh, Anyone can be one. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I was DMing. A Waterdeep campaign the other week, uh-huh. uh, and they're all like, they're all asking like, "Well, who who runs the city of Waterdeep?" I'm like, oh, "Mass Lords." They're like, hmm. who are the Mass Lords? I'm like, "Oh, you don't know. <laughs> no one knows. That's the point of them." And like, then huh. they control the city. I'm like, "You guys." Hmm. What part of Masked Lord did you not understand? Like, yeah, this is kind of a shitty way to set up a government. Almost like the city is going to be rife with troubles all the time. Like, I don't doubt that this is, like, like, that there's even, like, that's, uh, that the horde that we, the, the, the embezzled money vault that we found was, like, like, even, like, was even in the top ten of, 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 guys of embezzled money. Evolved all the water deep. I mean, the open lord did that. Who knows what the mask lords are doing? <laughs> It was like, two of you grew up in Waterdeep. It should not be shocking to you that this is happening. Hey, hey, hey. Dolvin did not grow up in Waterdeep. And he is going to be he, he running a he, he get out the vote campaign, even though that is not going to work at all. Dolvin's going to end up dead in an alley somewhere. Um, I mean, that, no, that's the point. Oh, though, speaking of Waterdeep and the weird government control faction thingies, uh, one of the things uh, in the trailer, you know, is Chris Pine running around with a pin on his uh, shoulder. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think, and again, I didn't grab my books, uh, but I think that was the sign of the Harpers in Waterdeep. Ooh. Which is a faction in, uh, there. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, that implies I, competence in his, in his character, doesn't it? <laughs> listen. I texted y'all in the group that from now on, Three Strings is played by Chris Pine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if he's, if he's a spy, you know, mm-hmm. if he took the spy background, uh, he could be running around with the Harpers trying to do good in the city. Uh, and then one thing leads to another, you get caught up and you fight Tiamat. Whoops. Um, it would be pretty damn cool if the big surprise reveal was Tiamat at the end. Well, because like, Tiamat was also in the Dungeons & Dragons cartoon back in the day. That's true. Dragon God breaks through the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so I think there's going to be Waterdeep political intrigue, uh, which is going to be wild because Waterdeep's politics are 
wild. Are messed up. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm still thinking about this whole entire arena thing. I think it could be like tournaments of champions or something like that. And they're all competing to get, maybe they're trying to get the prize in this tournament. Mm. And then you know, it's all a big backstabbing thing from Hugh Grant because of course, uh, how do you get, how do you, uh, uh, steal your own treasure? Have somebody else steal it first. Haha. Um, but hear me out. Uh huh. Big tournament thing. Yeah. They lose. <laughs> uh, or they get like second or they get real close. Uh huh. But they lose to some other bard, not bard, uh, uh, group. Group. Party. Party, thank you. Uh, so whatever the grand prize was, they don't get money, riches, whatever. Immolated um, properly. Hmm? Immolated properly. Mm, yeah. But afterwards, Hugh Grant settles up and goes like, hey, I saw what an effort you put in. I have a job perfect for your skill set. Ooh, I like this. And maybe, uh, maybe now I'm, I'm thinking maybe it's to capture the druid. And then they meet the druid and she's all like, um, no, excuse you. Why are you listening to him? He's evil. Um, well, then what would the druid's motivation be? Maybe to continue hanging out uh, with these fuck-ups. Well, uh, here's the trick, right? The druid is in the arena scene. And then forget what I said. The druid is part of, of a different party. Ha ha. Mmm. The party, the party that uh, 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 actually wins. Maybe hmm. they get recruited by the true villain. Ooh. Dun dun dun. Actually, maybe the necromancers don't attack in the arena section. I really couldn't tell you. I don't remember. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out, like, what big, you know, conflicts and scenes there'd be. And it seems like that'd be a little bit much to have big arena, you know, fight and sequence and all that. And then the necromancers immediately attack there. They could be attacking the city shortly afterwards to retrieve the magical MacGuffin Mm. right after that. (laughs) Well, we know we see the weird arena thing. Yep. We see the streets of Waterdeep. Yep, yep. Um, the coast of Waterdeep. We see the frozen Arctic North Place. We Ice see a Wind forest. Dale. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we see a forest. Yeah. And I'm, oh, and we see, uh, hell. Or something that looks hellish. Huh, they um, plane shifted into the wrong dimension. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Whom's among us? Nah. Don't let the druid die. She's the only one who can plane shift us back. <laughs> campaign over, man. Campaign over. Do we see any other locations than that? Places. Oh, like, yeah, well, there's the village in the north, uh, I think. Mm. I would almost think, like, maybe in the village in the north or whatever. Or just at some point in the latter part of the movie. Maybe after the paladin does the betrayal. Because I'm still sick, sticking to that one. I think oh, that's, yeah, I love that one. I think after that, that's when we have Chris Perkins Bard, like, maybe get out his Harper's pin from, like, the bottom of his uh, chest. And it's like, didn't think I'd actually wear this. And then pins it. Mm. Like, indicating that he had a badge and therefore had some sort of duty before he shirked it. You're a loose cannon, Bard. Yeah. <laughs> you turn your, ba- your badge and your dude. Um... <laughs> 
uh, I could see that happening, you know, mm. like, like the dusting off the pin trope. Yeah. I mean, hell, that could be like an extra character that we haven't seen yet, you know, talking with our bard at the, you know, beginning of the film, admonishing him for not uh, doing Harper shit. Squeeze in whatever moral of the movie there's going to be, which is probably friendship is magic. Friendship is magic, literally. You can get by with a little help from your friends. Uh, The real treasure is the friends we stole along the way. Yes. So, biggest worry of of this movie I've seen is is what if they they make it all a literal uh, D&D game? Oh, I was just going to suggest that, like, ways we can ruin this movie. And mine was going to be, we get to the end of the movie, we, you know, pan out go panning out out into the sky we fade to white and then we're you know fading into a dungeons and dragons table that would be terrible mm, i love it i i i would hate that though though part of me does want like an end credits bit or like an extra feature sort of thing huh where they do that <sighs> just just because i think it'd be funny to see them all around the table arguing huh but maybe maybe you could do like an after credits thing just not serious but also i don't know that i th- this doesn't seem like a very self serious movie to be fair but that just it, it feels a little i don't know 90s to me i don't think it would jive well if they're doing a television series and a whole big thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Hm. you know thinking about it i do not I do not look forward to the SNL sketch about this. Oh, oh no. no. I, I just, <laughs> sorry. I just, I just projected into the future for a moment. I can just imagine Kina and uh, Yell acting as, uh, as, as one of those characters. I think he'd make a great dungeon master. Oh yeah. Tri- tri- <laughs> um, hey, <laughs> no, I, no, not going to try it. But yeah, no, I just, because sometimes about, you know, nerd shit, SNL gets weird. They don't have enough nerds. Well, the, uh, though they do have, have uh, please don't destroy. Like, so maybe they, they've got, uh, they, maybe they've got some nerd stuff. Yeah, mm. uh, they could probably do something. They probably just actually play D&D and then make a sketch about that rather than try and do a, a movie parody sketch. True. Maybe. But yeah. Okay. This movie. Yes. I think what we all agree on is that <laughs> the paladin is going to be evil. I think that's like the one thing we're all like, yep, that. Yep, on board with that trope. Yeah. Um, especially because we'll, we'll know it's going to be a sure thing if he's like there earlier in the movie and he's being like all holier than thou and all that when it's like an honor among thieves is the big selling point for the movie. It's like, ah, yes, he will betray them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The trick, I think, is going to be watching later trailers and seeing if he's in group shots. Ooh. And then which ones, if he is. Yeah. He's not in as many group shots, even in this trailer. But he... <laughs> but we do see him risking the hip and the... I'm with the characters a la jump, jump attack and a demon. Yeah, but, but you can do that for so many reasons. Yeah. That really sells the bit, Al. And maybe he's trying to protect the magical MacGuffin. We don't know. True. Or maybe the betrayer got betrayed. Mm. Also, also that. 
Uh, Oathbreaker Paladin comes back with hat in hand going, hey, guys. I broke another oath, but for you this time. <laughs> Will you take me back, please? Do your powers <laughs> even work? The DM said it was cool if I do a big redemption arc in a tone. I'm a redemption paladin now. Ha. Uh, another class of... Uh, oh, God, no, I could see that. Yeah, I think Oathbreaker Paladin, uh, and he's going to be hot while he does it. <laughs> naturally, naturally. I mean, why else is he there? No, that's mean. That's mean. He's he's fun. Uh, I, I, I'm just here for Chris Pine being smarmy and having a good time. I mean, I, I noticed that he does not sing in that trailer. Yet. They are saving that for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I, I do believe he does th- uh, sing. Because he, he mentioned, again, I'm so sorry I watched shit. Uh, he mentioned something self-deprecating about his singing. Hmm. Uh, even though he's a perfectly competent singer, and I think he sounds good. But yeah, just the thing we know about bards is, even though they don't have to be, most famously they sing. Hmm. Uh, and so I'm like, come on, Chris Pine. Come on. See, now I'm imagining a... Randomly, I'm now imagining a chip tune bard. Hmm. Fair. Uh. With with their magic game, with their magic Game Boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, depending on your DM, you could probably do something like that. Uh, one thing I'm I am anticipating is if I ever run uh that one game that we were doing before, in which Pippin's playing a bard, you're gonna be even more insufferable. I listen. My tiefling bard is my one true love. She's the spice of life. Variety is the spice of life. Uh, She sings Taylor Swift covers. uh, Ah. And I made her a tiefling so that she could have the thaumaturgy uh, cantrip. uh, So that when she has a problem, she can make it everybody's problem. That's why you took that. I see. Yep. I used thaumaturgy and I opened all the windows. (laughs) I think you'd also make your voice louder, too. Um, I, I can do sparkles. I can change the color of my eyes. Uh, I think I can cause rumbles. All sorts of fun things. A great cantrip for a bard. Yeah. I, that'd be funny if they do the thaumaturgy opening all the windows thing as a little sight gag thing. Again, just for the total nerds in the audience. Of which Just there will be many. I, I think the cast of Critical Role do have cameos in the movie. Ha. Uh, so if she does it while Laura Bailey is on screen, then you'll know. Oh no! <laughs> Tiefling casting thaumaturgy. I see how it is. Listen, I'm sorry that I'm brilliant. So, do we have anything else? Um, how would we go around and do like one outlandish theory? <laughs> Just totally out there, it's off the top of your head. Doesn't even have to make any sense. Jim Dark Magic of the New Hampshire Dark Magics. <laughs> oh my god. So you, th- this is like a cameo character that shows up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I could see it happening. Yeah. Someone's hawking like Jim's magic missile. <laughs> <laughs> Dual wands. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, just that moment was another, because watching people learn D&D is really interesting as they watch what they learn watching them learn what they can do because having him go like can i hang upside down and dual wield wands yeah 
sure yeah, you can. can. <laughs> or to, to invoke critical role, you can certainly try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Some acquisitions uh, incorporated shit just thrown in there. Because they are canonically in Waterdeep. Oh, my God. <laughs> Al, you have anything? Uh, yeah, let, uh, let's go with this, uh, this at the end, uh, like, a- after everyone's like, well, that was certainly adventure. Now let's open this box that definitely has the MacGuffin in it. And inside is nothing except a little note from Chris Pine... <laughs> Unsparred, saying, "Thanks for thanks for the help. So long." Um, and then we he, he cut to uh, him, um, uh, inexplicably driving, <laughs> driving a convertible with the uh, MacGuffin in the seat next to him. And uh, and we <laughs> and then and we fade to some to some rock music like as a credits roll. Sorry, it it took like a good. Two seconds for inexplicable convertible to land in my brain. Hmm. I was just listening to the sentence like, yep, 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 yep. You got to the end of it and my brain was all like, hey, you missed the bit he said about the car. (laughs) All right. Uh, For me, I just want a simple thing. Yeah. Uh, In whatever this like big like arena fight, maybe trial to see who the best uh, adventuring party is. I want an acid pit. I want someone to fall in the acid pit. <laughs> yes. Is there any way I is there a way I can not fall into the acid? <laughs> Good, Good game. game <laughs> uh again, this is another acquisitions incorporated reference, but you know, they stuck around since Forthy uh, wow, <laughs> since 4E as well, so you know, come on. Come on, we need this. The world needs like comedic acid pits. This <laughs> is the kind of story we need right now. <laughs> and we and the world also needs it's, uh, oh fuck, what's his name? Uh, Will Wheaton? Yeah, the world needs Will Wheaton and ones. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That'd be funny if it was Will Wheaton falling into an acid pit, uh, <laughs> for the real deep cut of failed uh, adventuring parties. I, I want you guys to know a, uh, trivia fact. Uh huh. Um, you know how Will Wheaton was in like two episodes of the first campaign of Critical Role, right? Yeah. And if you didn't know, now you know. And, Talison's character, uh, Molly Mock, was uh, alive for like 25 whole episodes in campaign two before he died. Spoiler alert. In the two episodes Will Wheaton was in, he rolled more ones than Molly did the entire time he was alive. FYI. <laughs> 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 hmm. That could just be something funny like tries to jump across the acid pit, fails, falls in, dies. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh no! You, you, you like dramatically jumping over, over the over the a pit. You know, we start off off with like you know, shot from the back, and then we we do a cut. We cut to a shot to the side, and it's very clear he is not going to make it. Hmm. Yes, dramatically heroic, and then fails. All right. Uh, uh, also, at least one instance of. Someone going, he's dead. It's like, no, he's just unconscious. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. I'm sorry. I interrupted. You go. No, no. Um, so, uh, do we have anything else before we wrap up for the night here? Uh, no. Pip? No. Oh, uh, no. No. I think I'm good. You know, we, <laughs> we bullshitted a lot, but you know, I think, uh, I think that's just part of the process of geeking out about 
stuff we like. Listen, you roll high enough, your bullshit works. Huzzah. Ah, yes. There there will be surely high persuasion checks happening in this campaign. Ha-ha. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, uh, Pippin, do you think you can take us out and finish this uh, session, this mini campaign? <laughs> sure thing. As always, if you have an idea or prompt to submit, head on over to nostoriesacred.com slash submission. Follow us on Twitter at nostoriesacred or send an email through contact at nostoriesacred.com. Your hosts have been Alex MacDonald, Brendan MacDonald, Pippin MacDonald, and the ghost of Catherine Crichton. Hmm. Editing for this episode done by Brendan. Transcript done by Ashley DaCosta. Art by Jay Wolf. Show notes and transcript are available at nostoriesacred.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. And please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story is Sacred. You can also visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash nostoriesacred. See you next time when we talk about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. For real this time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and at least one universe. We won't, we won't lie to you. <laughs> it might not be this one, but in one universe, we talk about it. Uh, until then, we're No Story is Sacred, and any story can be changed. I'm Pippin. I'm Alex. And I'm Brendan. And we're No, no Story is Sacred. sacred.